On today's episode of GMGM Market Talk, we covered a lot about the one-of-one art scene, some upcoming mints and projects, as well as where the market's currently moving and shaking. We did also dive into some other conversation around how we felt about new entrants into the one-of-one ecosystem, if they weren't kind of -of one-of-one native or haven't really given it a try, which is always a a little bit questionable from from a support standpoint. Is it a cash grab? What's going on? Some strong opinions around that. Then, oddly enough, we dove into the VV ecosystem. What's happening there? Where people have made some money? what's going on with the gem withdrawal situation and everything going on with the IP and other opportunities for blockchains like Palm, Polygon, and some of these sleeper L2s that continue to get brought up at what feels like a daily basis. If you want to tune into the episodes live, 8 a.m. and 5 p.m. Eastern time, Monday to Thursday at Easy Eats Bodega on Twitter. And if you're not using hellomoon.io, shout out our title sponsor, NFT, Solana, and other crypto token analytics, swaps, trading views, you're slacking. It's a totally free analytics tool. You got to dive in and check it out, but let's get into the episode. What is going on in GMGM to everybody tuning in? We are back again for a little bit of GMGM Market Talk, your 8 a.m. Monday to Thursday show discussing what's happening in the NFT and cryptocurrency market bright and early. Get your coffee, get your bagel, get your croissant because we're back talking about what's moving and shaking. And shout out our new title sponsor, HelloMoon.io, giving us full NFT ecosystem analysis free SPL swaps as always, and everything else going on from a DeFi, NFT, and analytics perspective. That's hellomoon.io. Completely free. Why aren't you using it? Get an edge while trading. Let's dive into it though. Let's take a look at the market. Utes volume is down about 85% over the last 24 hours. Utes tubes down about 60%. D-God's down about 68%. I know Frank had a late night space with shrimp last night. It was a good time. Listened into as much of it as I could. Answered a bunch of questions. Seems like they did tease out a you with the proper arm on the glasses. So I got to go take a look at that. Also on top of it, we got Vandal City art coming out. Seems like we are seeing a nice inflow there. About a 658% volume increase. Floor price sitting at 6.3 soul. So I don't know if it's too much of a move there on the upside, but certainly getting a little bit of action here. Stoned Ape Crew seeing a nice bounce up to 30 soul. I know Manny was mentioning around 36 he had gotten in. And Monkey Baby Business. Still seeing volume holding a 60 Solana floor. So we do have some things moving and shaking over here. I do want to take a peek at Blur as well and see what's happening on the Ethereum side of things because that market's been kind of chaotic. I know we had the bend down liquidation starting up. We saw the board apes take a kick down. And right now, volume change-wise, they're up about 20% from yesterday, sitting at a 58 ETH floor. So kudos to Buddy still holding strong. We got Mutant Apes back over 10 at 10.5. Other deeds still slow bleeding down to 0.84. Honestly, wouldn't shock me if those damn things went to 0.4. Azuki breaking 10, but bouncing from yesterday up to 9.55. And the damn Kennel Dogs with a 13% move back over 4 to 4.2. I want to get one of those at 1. I hope we get to it. We'll see if we do. But first, Bunny, Frisk, how are ya? GM Easy, GM Frisk. Uh, floor says 62 on OpenSea, uh, and as we all know, I, like, I don't believe in Blur. Oh, I hate you. Numbers, so. What, why don't you believe in Blur? Like, what is the issue with this? Because uh, they're unfavorable to me. Just because they're hurting your bags? Yeah. Well, I don't know, man. Like, that's such a bad take, I guess. Like, uh, I... You disagree? Yeah, hey, it's what it is. Don't have any argument there. We did also get SBF tweeting last night as well. Someone just take my man's cell phone, because he's firing it off that he wants to make customers hold again, which would be a benefit. But he did double down on the fact that he's trying to raise funds. The only person I know who's openly stated that they'll give this guy some money is Kevin O'Leary. And I don't know if he's trolling us or if he's genuinely just a dick, but I think it might be the latter. Frisk, how are you living this morning? 
Easy, I gotta get used to these early mornings, man. This is not my. Yeah, style. I'm shocked Holy you keep God. waking up, bro. Like, you, I don't, I don't expect you to be here, my guy. It's okay if you want to get some rest. I know you stay up late. You're, you're a youngin. You, you enjoy your late night McDonald's driving out there. It's okay. I'm a youngin. So, oh my God. Yeah, no, yeah, no. I'm out on the town gooning, trying to get this. Gooning. <laughs> yeah, I rate you. I rate you. So it's okay. We gotta throw the Toronto <laughs> slang around here. True Toronto, man. Oh my God. Um. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm true to the game. You know how it is still a lie. We're, 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 okay, I'm done. I swear to God. Um, yeah, no, if Kevin O'Leary wants to come in and give Sam $10 billion to quote-unquote bail out customers, I'm very intrigued to see how that goes. Uh, I don't trust either of them, to be honest. But uh, if I appreciate the sentiment, Sam, of trying to you know fix your fuck-ups. I just don't know how the hell you're going to do it. But uh, yeah, other than that, I, it's market's kind of like, I don't want to say stabilizing. I think I mentioned this yesterday, but it seems like there's a quietness coming before something that we're all expecting something to go a bit crazy soon. Um, we still have soul sitting on the fourteen dollar range, ETH down like about half four percent right now at twelve sixteen. Bitcoin stay at sixteen five. I, I really do think that we, we, we we're gonna break below like fifteen K Bitcoin at some point. Um, I think I mentioned this before someone said that we we're seeing the bottom of Soul BTC. But if Bitcoin drops in USD, we will go lower in Seoul. That's kind of what I'm expecting right now. Um, on the NFT side of things, easy already covered a few of these. You have Borea to 58 and Mutants at 10 with that nice little pump back up. Uh, you mentioned Azuki having that pump up as well, too. I, I'm really serious. They are one of my favorite NFT collections. And I think that if I can't afford one come the bear market, like like really, really deep bear market, I'm going to be looking at Beans. Because they're like okay. 0.7 ETH. I know, I know that they have a lot of flack. I know the issues with Zaga, but they've just done so much at this point that I can't help but expect that either Zaga is just going to get welcomed back in because he's like done so much, or he's going to get pushed out because he will never get welcomed back in. It's going to be one of those two. That's just my opinion. And the project is just, just so interesting. The art, the innovations they've pushed, their fucking party that they threw, it's just so damn cool. I love, I love Azuki and everything that they've done. I think it's so interesting. Um, and compared to the competition, I mean, Clonex is obviously a great one, but Moonbirds fell off. Doodles, I really don't care for. I would really have a, no better place to put bets as far as it goes on ETH than I'd say Azuki, Clonex, and Yuka. That's the three that I just am like, yeah, that, that's what you accuse. What are your thoughts on Digi.Gaku? Uh, they have money. Okay. That's, that's that's <laughs> good for them. They have money. And I, I've said it before, who is it? And with all due respect to OK Bears, because I actually do think that they, they could make a really good comeback here. I was talking to someone about their IMG partnership with this, and I feel the same way about that as I do with people who make make raises. Just because you have the money doesn't mean you know how to spend it. Just because you get a partnership doesn't mean you don't you know how to use it to the, like, the best of your capabilities. And so it doesn't mean shit if you can't take advantage of it. And so, sure, yeah, they have the paradigm backing with Digi Goku, but to be totally honest here, I've never seen a single person I know who's a fucking holder of those. I know a bunch of people who sold them, but I don't know anyone who's still holding them to date. They're not for me. So Maybe I do know a couple well, people, but I got a counter argument here first. I got to throw a counter argument on this. The big thing that I also want to kind of call out is with like stuff like Digi Daigaku and the paradigm backing. And on top of it too, you also mentioned a few other projects there. <clears throat> I really, <clears throat> excuse me. I like the beans play a lot. The Digi Daigaku one though is interesting because they keep pumping out like airdrops and other things that have this inherent value, which has me interested. Like they gave out these, they give out some other game mechanics and the paradigm backing is even more interesting because it looks like Art Gobblers is basically trending to zero. 
But something like Digidaigaku is holding legs, which even in turn has me excited for AI Arena, which is another gaming project backed by Paradox. Dude, yeah, like, it, it, this is a low supply too as well, which, like, it, it is really, like, it, it shows that there's a lot more potential. What is it right now? 8.5 E. Like, that's hard to ignore, truly. And those airdrops, they're actually, like, continually moving, like, like providing value. That's insane. And I think that's that's really cool. I can't tell you a damn thing about the project, I'm not going to lie, besides their 200 million or raise, which is also really wild. Just to make that very clear, that's insane for an NFT project. Um, and I agree, Arc Gobblers, I don't think, is going to survive. AI Arena, I'm very interested in. I think that the, their their gaming platform has, in the way they're doing wireless, is really cool there. But as far as the product of Digidai Goku itself, they haven't done enough research, honestly. I, I gotta look more into it. But the one thing that I think I will say is if I, if I can get whitelisted their upcoming mint, you'd bet your damn ass I'm taking that in a heartbeat. That shit is going to f- fucking fly. Yeah, what is it? The villains is what they're dropping? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a thousand or something. I think it's actually 2,000 villains. So, like, did you get, did you get, did you get Goku? Jesus, it's too early. They're all female. And so these are, like, the male versions of it. And so the villains are, like, I don't know. They're probably what you, what you expect them to be. I think it's a lore thing. I, I truly couldn't tell you, buddy. I'm going to do some research. Yeah, I like to call out there. I'm interested in that. There's also a, a project called Homa Games dropping on the 17th. Big mobile game studio. Free mint that's coming out. I missed Lala's for it. <clears throat> but it's I'm excited for that. The, this gaming kind of trend I'm most interested in. We saw Sony's patent leak on Monday and they're supporting a what they said was for digital collectibles through a blockchain token on a distributed ledger is what the verbiage was. A lot of words that I have zero idea what the hell it means, but all I know is that they said blockchain ledger coin. So those are the three buzzwords in crypto that I think they're going to be going to the NFT route. And for me, that's definitely exciting. We've all talked about gaming being like a matter of when, not if. And this is the perfect kind of segue. I think we do end up seeing just like a disgusting amount of digital collectibles kind of pushed into the market. But that's how we get people interested in more like what, what we're kind of seeing as like legacy NFTs. And I hate that term because it's been like a year. But like these 10K supplies versus what feels like a, an Xbox achievement giving you a trophy that's now on chain. I want to pass it down to Gene. What's going on? Hey, what's up? I mean, it's interesting. So I was looking at like... Like, we've always been talking about decoupling for the past, you know, few, you know, six months or so, right? Because, you know, crypto was so correlated to the stock market. And now it's like we actually are seeing decoupling, where, but it's in the, not the direction that we want, right? Crypto is going down while the market's going up because we've gotten these slightly better than expected PPI and CPI prints. And so I wonder, like, does, you know, if basically, if not for FTX, right? Like, I mean, Seoul would obviously be like, thir- you know, 30 something maybe even 40 something you know because it hit 39 with that uh with that news about i think it was uh, i can't remember if it was google or meta um but so i don't know i, I feel like this, this this creates an interesting opportunity to where like if or whenever this ftx stuff kind of fades away we're gonna see like a nice rip because crypto's gonna have to catch up to kind of where it, where it should be um if, if this stuff hadn't happened and then to the other person's point i feel like pfp stuff at least maybe on ETH, i can't speak for solana that much but i feel like pfp stuff is just kind of dead or dying and like art's really what's been kind of thriving at least for the past like three months or so. I mean, you can't sleep on the art side of things. We did see a bunch of stuff kick off with art. We did, I mean, I think QQL passes are basically the only thing on art that's taken a mild hit. And I think they're now just under mint price, which is still, yeah, they're at mint price, which is 10 ETH. So tough to really bat an eye when something's still $20,000. Or what is that, 12,000 now? God, ETH is in the fucking gutter. But that's that's something that I feel like is a safer play here in this down market. Is like, we still got into a lot of this stuff because we like the art, you know? And like, we talked a lot about this on the 5 p.m. show. The one-on-one art space on Solana, the one-on-one art space on ETH is still getting traction. 
we're still seeing these auctions from reputable names in the space who have been here for a year go for impressive numbers, really. So like kudos to them on that. It's, it's pretty big. So like I'm excited to continue to see that trend. And I got to give kudos to the one-on-one artists who have just really stuck it out despite the price action being the absolute gutter here. And it seems like those are kind of like a safe haven. I've talked about it a lot. When I look at like my one-on-one art bags, I don't even think twice about them. I know that I got ZK up here and I'm going to pass it to him in a minute. He had shared a, a, uh, an art play because it was getting some volume. These anonymous ghosts like two weeks ago. I don't even know if the damn thing sold out, but I own a full Teletubby set. And I look at them and they just kind of make me laugh. So like kudos to him. It cost me like $90 at current Solana prices, but uh, they're just fun. So I enjoy that type of stuff. ZK, what's going on? Yeah, what's going on? Yeah, actually, uh, so those ghosts, uh, the reason I got into it is because a lot of the Wallace, uh, the artists were buying them and making their PFPs on exchange art. And so saw that and saw it was interesting and saw it was meme and it was through soul. But that's kind of the beauty of one-on-one art. It's in a lot of different shapes and forms. And uh, yeah, I think like looking back after the wreckage of FTX the last couple of weeks, it's like, yeah, floors were very volatile, but the the fine art, one-on-one art floors, you know, it was pretty much no liquidity. There wasn't really anyone panic selling just because you really can't panic sell that stuff, to be honest. And uh, yeah, I mean, that stuff held up better, I would say, in, in like the crazy volatility times. But yeah, I'm bullish on one-on-one art. I mean, the cross-chain future, one-on-one artists have the most to gain on that, especially when there's a USD peg to most of their work in auctions. And yeah, I mean, like I, I've been, it's my thesis for a while now that like the Solana one-on-one art has a lot of catching up to do. You, you don't have a 10 million, 20, 30 million dollar sales in Solana yet, but you will one day, I think. No, I like that call out too. And it, what's even more interesting is I'm just waiting for more of these like pseudo names for artists on ETH to come out as to what art they're creating on Soul. Because I know that they're there. I know for a fact a lot of them. I mean, I really be surprised. I think what happens is like you're going to have someone like X copy or like Beeple, which is already kind of teased that he was, has some involvement with Solana, although he kind of walked it back. But I think once you have like a blue chip ETH artist and a few already have dropped on Solana, but once you get like someone like X copy or something like that, then every ETH artist is going to be trying to do drops on Solana. And that's when the one-on-one art market goes crazy, I think. But yeah, well, it's super interesting to see. And then something also is like, I, I bought uh, one of the editions yesterday from uh, Lauren. She just like messaged me, tweeted like, yo, thank you. It's like, there is a different vibe in one-on-one art. It's, it's like, so nice, yeah, bro. It's it, I really enjoy that part of it. It's like, you get this personable feel to it. I uh, bought a Surreal for Real, just being like a basketball fan. I know that. I believe it's Douglas. Puts these yeah, hoops shout out up. Douglas. Dude, dude's a man. He saw me buy it on stream and I was uh, interviewing the exchange art. I believe it was like the CTO from there. Messages me immediately. I was like, dude, thanks. Like that was sick to see like live. So it's just like these cool like emotional aspects of it. And you gain this like almost a level of personability with them. So it was dope. Yeah, no, this means it's awesome because same thing. Like I bought one of Jose Norisco's like early art when he was like no one really knew. And like he messaged me he's like, yo, thank you. And, you know, like even huddle up here, like, bro, these guys are doing this for a living, spending every, you know, 24 hours at their computer making art to hope someone buys it. It's like the least we could do is we're buying kind of PFPs from generated collections. Like you got to show some love to guys that are just grinding all day on a computer in Solana or just in NFTs. Bro, 100, 100%. I did just add Jay Shep too, who's rocking up. I believe it's a basket, fellas. I'm a huge fan of those as well. I don't have any exposure to them, but I, I love how those look. I love like the nippies as well. But before we get down to J-Ship, I want to pass it over to Hoddle. What's going on? Damn, bro. No love for the bear markets. I guess we should buy some okay bears instead. Listen, stop fucking pumping those damn things. Be Listen, quiet. bro. Easy. Shut I told up. you at literally 20 soul. Shut up. They're 710 right now for the floor. Yeah, shut up. Let them bleed. Um, no, they're not going to bleed, bro. Wanna shut know up. Stop talking about them. Shut up. ZK has shut amazing... Up. We got whales. We got Jay Shep with baskets, bro. Baskets, like, is honestly one of the most underrated. Like, you can get back. Oh, my bad. I just got a phone call. Typical. 
I was gonna say shit. No, that I like, but it looks typical, like you. Yeah. No, it's like a, man. Basket. These guys have stuff on the blockchain, like with Thugbirds collabs for like under point one. Like literally, there's one on one artists that are just grinding every single day. That's what I'm saying. Like people didn't even realize when John Lay started his drop that like he had done some Angmon universes. So you're gonna see so much of this art just start pumping. Like, wait, this one on one artist did this. High blinks in that. So you know, the PFP stuff is great, but you know, one on one PFPs. You know, we're a meme. <laughs> no, you are. I'm excited for the uh, the Pepe marketers. I fucking hate that you keep talking about him, though. So if you could relax a little bit, I would appreciate I'm gonna burn it. Them. Thank you. Yeah, thank God. Burn them all because I need them. So as long as my bags pump from it, I'll be happy. I want to pass it over to Manny. What's going on? Hey, what's up, Easy? Yeah, it was one of those things that uh, when we were talking about D God volume coming down, I saw a lot of DAA guys buying a bunch of them because they want them to move to ETH so they can transfer soul to Ethereum. And I was like, dude, that is some 10 headed gigabrain shit. Like, I like blew my mind on that, but overall, one of one. Wait, 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 wait. What? Yeah. So they know that the migrate the the what's it called the the profile pictures. They think that the profile pictures are going to migrate to ETH, right? Remember when Nate Rivers said that there's no easy way to move ETH over to Soul and Size? Well, this is how they do it by the the collection migrating over, and then you get all the upside from new buyers from ETH too. So it's like a transfer. It's like bridging your soul to ETH and then taking a long on it. Huh. I guess I haven't really like considered that, but uh, I don't know. Like, I don't like that personally. I don't think that's like, I feel like there's better ways to do that than just hoping that D gods bridges for you. ZK, what do you got on that? Yeah, I was, wait, so Manny, I just want to get the strat. You're saying that the DAA guys think that kind of the best way to bridge Solana over to Ethan's size is buying a D-God and hoping that they migrate the collection. Is that kind of the theory? Yeah, that's what I was seeing on my timeline, yeah. Don't they realize that they'd still need to, like, claim (laughs) something on ETH or, like, have money for gas? Like, dude, this is... Well, yeah, and also Frank kind of mentioned that if they were going to get go to ETH or do exposure, it would be, like, airdrops and not a collection migration. You know, changes his mind a lot, but... Uh, that last I heard, that was the plan or kind of his thinking about that. So, uh, yeah. I mean, good luck to the DAA guys, though. I mean, that's a really interesting trading strategy. Why as long as someone's buying the guys. That's all good. <laughs> I don't know. That's fucking wild. Winners, what's going on? Good morning. I love this 8 a.m. slot. Um, going back to the art talk, um, Super Rare has dropped their Genesis Rare Pass, and currently the highest bid is like a hundred ETH right now. And I was wondering, like, I've never put in a bid um, on Super Rare, and I was wondering if if any of y'all are even participating in that. And it's just the first one too, which is is wild to me. Like, I would imagine that they would do more than one. Um, so I'm, I'm not exactly sure how that's going to like play out if they're just going to c- like continually drop these rare passes. So I don't understand why they would want to like or anybody would want to pay so much for just the very first one. Um, I'm just trying to get your thoughts on that. So I think that comes back to the like actual mindset of a digital collectible. When you have the number one in like a multi-item collection, it usually does hold a premium. When we were at Breakpoint, they auctioned off a Basquiat from Artbase, the number one edition, the first, I believe there's 500. And the number one, I believe, went for right under five grand, whereas the mint price is about 1,500. People like that number one. Just the, When it has that number, for some reason, it does hold a premium. And this has always been the situation with like any collectibles, numbered 
comics, numbered action figures, numbered sneakers. When you have that number one, for whatever reason, it does go out of premium. With Jordan shoes that are in like limited runs as well, we saw like specialty Jordan threes, the number three at one in the line would typically go for a premium. So like matching numbers do the same thing. Top Shot had the same thing. If you had a player's number for their moment, for some reason, those would go to premium. So there's all kinds of like things where the number plays into it. And some people prefer to just collect those ones and will pay that premium. So I think that's what plays into it. It's like the first iteration of it. You can say you have the first one. Some people just get some emotional value to it. But I think that really does circle back to like the digital collectibles aspect of it all. I want to pass it over to Deuce. What's going on? Easy. Good morning, brother. Good morning, everybody. Yeah. And I just want to touch on the... Uh the D gods and DAA thing. I think speculative markets are fun and you can just see how liquidity pops can come out of nowhere. And you kind of just see DAA speculating that ETH move and then kind of those whales getting together. So that's a cool little bit that Manny called out there. But yeah, like ZK said, I think most of the cross chains are going to be airdrops. And I mean, Frank has talked about it multiple times, wanting to do like a collection that has, you know, female and male traits that are interchangeable without any like attempt on the rarity. So I just think there's a lot of, you know, cool things coming up, but like speculative speculating is fun, right? Because that's how you make your money. That's where volatility comes from. You just got to make sure you're, you're in and out because, you know, e-liquid assets are only liquid during some parts of the market, right? When volume liquidity is there. So it's either you're, you're selling into that or you're holding for the long term. So yeah, either way, I think there's some fun to be had right now, especially if you keep that like one soul to one soul mindset, which is not easy unless you've done capital preservation, right? But if you do keep that mindset, there's, there's a bunch of opportunities right now. Bro, I yeah. like that you... GMG. I like that you called out like the volatility aspect because that really is like what we trade here. Like we enjoy announcements because it leads to volatility. We enjoy like chaos because that's where volume kind of stems from. So I think that that's a good call too. It's also just like in this market, bro, when there's nothing going on, it's kind of dull. So it's like I almost enjoy chaos and like when something bad is going on, not the FTX collapse, but like I enjoy when some negativity hits the timeline because then you usually get some decent price action and can either buy the fear, sell, sell a rip. Like there's all kinds of wild mo movement that happens. And I think that that's like the most enjoyable part. I like that you called out the speculation aspect of it all because we really are just trading speculation as a whole. And that's, that's kind of the name of the game right now, especially in these like somewhat lower liquid markets. I know yesterday we actually did have another solid day volume wise. So it is impressive to see it was down about a hundred K, which is crazy, but we're still at 171,000 Solana on NFT volume for the one day. ETH was also down. I believe SoRare is still leading a bunch of charts in volume. And then you also still have a Mutable X crushing with a uh, Gods Unchained, which continues to surprise me. Yeah, and I'm actually taking a look here. We got ETH actually up on sales volume about 19%. Solana's down about 45%. Our favorite blockchain, Cardano, up about 5%. I have no idea what Palm is, but it's up 3,000% to 215K. Flow, shout out Top Shot, up 15%. And Polygon up 68% to 158K. So it does look like we are still seeing like a bunch of volume across the board. It's like genuinely impressive. So Rare's up 25% on volume, sitting at top five behind Board Ape, Mutant Ape, Punks, and other dude. You guys got a monopoly, bro. Their ass is going to get sued for monopoly laws in the US because this is getting ridiculous. Gene, what's going on? Hey, what's up? I mean, it's so, it's so weird to see people who were like bullish at like, you know, Solana 200. So like, I, I feel like we have to all have to be wary of people who are, bull who are bearish now, who are, who are bullish then. Like, I know that obviously like things have changed with FTX, but like if you were bullish then, you really should be also bullish now. And I think, you know, I mean, I, I still regret like not purchasing a ute at like four, you know like for 500 bucks basically at like 40 so so i think that like you know just the more and more that people are just kind of using like really fatal like the, just the bleaker things look like the more the more you really should kind of deploy capital but i also think that's why you, you can never be all in right because if you're all in then you don't have the capital when, when, when that moment comes when you really when you really should deploy it 
Bro, it's crazy to actively talked about the fact that youths were at 500 bucks and then we were talking about like the price this like discrepancy between d gods 2 only being about a 3x whereas when you look at like yuga and mutant there's like a 7x multiple to that and both of them ended up pumping immediately after the conversation so i know he is still kicking himself we had said like both seem pretty damn good and i know that a lot of people i believe it was even zk who was talking about it the fact that people start denominating in usd and that that seems to be a bottom signal when people are like wait a minute this is only X amount in USD value. And that's like a realization here too, that people do realize that this is not truly just fake internet money. And there's a lot more to it. So I got to call that out as well. I want to pass it down to uh, Jay Shep. What's going on? I like the basketball. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to add to the, uh, you know, to the talk of, of one of ones and, and this ecosystem. I think that a lot of people sleep on how beneficial it is to actually be a part of some of these one of one collections because some of these guys, I mean, you, when, when you get involved in some of these collections, you have the ability to network and connect with people that you would have never met had you not gotten involved. And I think that's really the selling point for me. You know, before I got into into fellas, there was people that are a part of the, you know, the fellas ecosystem that I would have never gotten to network with. I would have never gotten to have a conversation with. Like I can literally send big brain a message whenever I feel the need to. And I think it's it's pretty powerful. And I think that there's an obvious opportunity here and it really it just comes down to finding you know a collection that you like but also doing your due diligence and seeing who's involved if you want to connect with certain people maybe you don't have the opportunity to do it um, in the manner of, of just shooting them a dm because some people's you know some people's lives are just too busy but if you get connected through these one-on-one art you know communities you you have the ability to network with those people at that level that again you would have never gotten the opportunity to unless you got involved in that community no, I do love that call out too, because they are way more tight knit. Like I met like Papa Mumu and a few other people through uh, Beings, which was Nate Geo's collection before he went on to create the art for uh, bot heads. And that those types of connections really are like invaluable. So like it's amazing to just meet and network through like on top of it, getting some dope like one on one art and like a collective piece. Like there's a lot of things that I genuinely enjoy about that space. And truly, I didn't know enough about it until I dove kind of head first in. And that was one of my favorite parts about Exchange Art and the interview I had with them was they were basically just like, dude, just go on go to explore and just find something you like. And that's the easiest way to get involved in the one-of-one scene. And honestly, in this bear, it's great to hear that a lot more people are diving into one-of-one art and the interest in it. So like kudos to everybody giving that stuff a shot because like those artists genuinely appreciate it and they make some dope stuff. Senna, what's going on? How we doing, guys? How we doing? Do you know what? I've, I've, you've, you've thrown me in the uh, deep end here following the one-of-one conversation because that stuff's so much more positive than what I'm about to uh, chuck out. Um, <laughs> I don't know if anyone's seen that Genesis have, have stopped with duels now, obviously linked to, to FTX. And uh, just touching on your, yeah, yeah. I mean, just touching on your intro, like, obviously everyone's watching this, but it's it is mental. It, it's mental what's going on. And if he actually manages to raise, no, it's, it's good for customers and, and good for prices. But fuck that guy. <laughs> How is this even happening? Yeah, I have no idea. What would surprise me even less, though, is if people actually give this guy money. Like, hearing Kevin O'Leary with confidence say he would absolutely give SBF funding again was, like, ludicrous to me. And he was... Oh, yeah, that's the thing. Um, and I know that they keep iterating that it's, like, they want to make, hold, make like, users whole again. But, like, bro, you literally 720 double kickflip, 420 YOLO'd everything on shitcoins, on margin, with leverage on your sister company and didn't think twice about it. And now you're like, I'm sorry. 
And he had the cheek to talk like, oh, yes, yeah, it's, it's worth uh, one billion net now. But on the other hand, last week it was worth 10 billion. 10 billion. Yeah, because your dumbass <laughs> is the reason it's down $9 Literally. billion. Dollars. <laughs> oh, dude. It's like absolutely insane. Um, and just like, yeah, yeah, jam, jam, jam on a positive note, you know, jam, jam. Tao, what's going on? Yo, jam, jam, everybody. Yeah, um, just quick, two, two quick things. I know with uh, the whole SPF thing, I hate to get on the political side of it, but there's supposedly like a bunch of political donations that have been able to, like, they've been able to track them down. But I don't know. We'll see how that plays out long term. My, I just was wondering, and I hate to say it like this, I'm, I've been at ETH Maxi for a while, but just. I've been interacting with a lot of Solana people over the last few months, uh, maybe like six months, seven months, and getting into the Solana ecosystem. I'm just curious that when Ethereum finally upgrades its network and gas fees become like marginal, like on par with Solana, if that ever happens, when that happens, what's kind of the purpose of Solana? Like I'm all for other, other, you know, people winning and other blockchains winning. I don't think there needs to be a winner takes all type of scenario. But um, that's kind of where I'm stuck with uh, the whole Solana ecosystem. My argument would be like, what what about Ethereum going like, I think it's over 50% of the, the blocks are, are now censored by CFAC. Like, I, I mean, I'm calling it now. I think, I think ne by next wave, we've got another chain that, you know, another layer one. I mean, bro, there's a the few waves. that are kicking off too. Like, you do have Starknet coming. You do have ZK Cash coming. There's a bunch of ones yeah. making attempts. Like, honestly, I'm not going to rule out SWE, you know? Like, that's one that I'm still looking at because it was originally going to be the Facebook token before they before Meta opted for Polygon. The other thing too is, like, if Polygon can figure out a way to not make that experience shitty for, like, Web3 native people, that's going to continue to get traction. Like, plain and simple. They're doing everything right from, like, a business development standpoint, onboarding of, like, Fortune 500s, they're crushing that game, like absolutely crushing it. And if it's easier for us who like are used to bridging and like dealing with all that BS and not spending with a credit card, then I think they end up getting a massive market share moving forward. It's going to be surprising for sure. The other thing too is the, the thing with Soul is it's like the TPS, the transactions per second that this blockchain can handle versus ETH is significantly higher, which is where it has a massive, massive edge in all of that. The other thing that I'm really interested in is from a data aspect and managing data on the blockchain is something that the Google announcement emphasizes a lot. So from like a data analytics in that standpoint, it seems like Sol still has a clear edge over the Ethereum blockchain in regards to that. The biggest piece with ETH is like the security of it all. So like that's where people continue to emphasize and double down its expertise compared to Solana. But nobody can talk about Solana being a VC chain anymore because FTX went under and they can't do shit about it. Too bad. ZK, what's going on? Yeah, what's up? Yeah, I was going to touch on uh, kind of the pricing. But first, I, I think it's going to be really tough for any of these new blockchains, even Sway, to kind of be successful in the long run. The reason being is like decentralization and the Nakamoto factor is super important. And when you just start a blockchain, you don't have a decentralized network of nodes around the world with independent people involved with a lot of different people staking if it's a proof of stake network. So it's like the level of decentralization for any young blockchain is almost impossible to compete. Like if you actually had $10 billion, you couldn't make a decentralized network better than Bitcoin. And it would take years and you know hundreds of millions of dollars to even get close to being to the level of decentralization that Solana has. So I'm pretty skeptical about any new blockchains. And then kind of just wanted to touch on what you were saying about, I think this is like a really good learning experience for anyone that's been here the last two years. Like this will be kind of like you could, you kind of were involved with the Enron of crypto. And I, it won't be the last one. And I think there's like a lot of important lessons to look back and see how you reacted when you were at $500 or 700, whatever it was. It was like that, 
one of the best traders I worked with that was equity trader a long time told me like when you when you put on some of the best trades it's like you ha you should have a pit in your stomach you should have a feeling of being uncomfortable because then you're going against the crowd truly in like kind of a very high stress volatile fashion i'm not saying that's always the case to put a trade on but it's definitely is a factor in making a lot of good trades and i think everyone felt that pit in their stomach when ftx was going down watching the prices and like the experienced ones that kind of recognized that feeling acted on it and made a bag but I, I think it's like really important to, <clears throat> to look back and kind of understand your psychology, how you reacted to, to everything and uh, get ready. Because like you said, there's more dominoes to fall. There, there'll be other opportunities. And I think if anything, FTX showed you like it's really good just to be patient and wait for setups and really study collections. And, and then I'll give one last shout out to uh, Cyrus, who's a D-God. But he was on the Proof podcast and he was talking about he made one ETH to 100 ETH or something like that just by doing ETH offers on mutants and understanding the collection. So... I really think like getting to know four or five collections and the rarity and how what traits are premium and waiting for opportunities is kind of the way to to be set up in the next couple of weeks. Wait, 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 wait. One to a hundred ETH through just offers? Yeah, so check out uh the proof like Kevin Rose's podcast. Uh Sirius, he's he's a like ETH trader, but he's also a T God PFP, so I want to show him some love. But he had a strategy where he was essentially just uh being patient and just knocking out a ton of weath offers on mutants and just flipping them and with the liquidity for mutants and the pricing and kind of understanding the nuance on the traits and, and the value there he was able to kill it and yeah it was a really good listen to uh for the pot I'll, I'll try to find it and, and pin it yeah if you can link me that i definitely want to listen to it that's that's badass so kudos to you because doing stuff like that is ways to trade regardless of like market conditions because certain trades still hold a premium and that's like a great way to figure out like alternatives to just trading volume so clearly there's ways to trade for everybody that's that's sick yeah and then the alpha is easy he said he's currently working on like lending strategies so i wouldn't be surprised Damn. if uh he makes a ton off that we'll see yeah hey i know you've uh you yourself have done some lending shit that blows my mind my guy so kudos to you my friend one pass over frisk what's going on just real quick before I get into my, my things, Sirius is genuinely one of the best traders I've ever seen. He's wild. So I'm tweeting the other day, he's just like, my fuck around and just make 70 ETH in one trade. And I'm just like, what the fuck? You can do that? And he, like, he's he, like, I wish I could wake up one morning and just be like, fuck, I kind of feel like making 70 ETH. Why not? Let me just go do it. Like, he's, he's, he's insane. He swept, I think, like 200 Murakami seeds last week, I think. There's your alpha if you guys want to like copy trade series. I don't recommend copy trading, but he's a guy to to to, to look at. Um, my point or the thing I was going to ask, and I, I mean this in the most respectful way possible, but I don't have a respectful. So this is not it, so I'm respectful. Gonna, Anytime someone's not gonna, with it's not gonna no offense. What do you got? It's not going to be respectful, but I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, we were talking about fine art and the one one art scene, and <clears throat> I, I would love Hoddle's opinion on this. Um, Solana Sensei dropping a fine art collection. I don't no. know if there's anything you... Okay. I've never heard of it. That's not a 101 artist. Okay. Exactly my point. How about this? Stay in the circle. Listen to the 101 artist. Listen to DJ and Poet. Listen to High Blinks. Listen to Basket. Listen to Chain Z. Listen to the guys that are at Laurel. Listen, listen to the, the people Huddle. that are out there. No, don't listen to me. Because I, like, I came in with the ear to understand these guys and I listened, right? And I've just been telling you easy since how long? 101 arts and new meta. 101 arts and new meta for months. Probably back in May I was telling you this. Before John Lay ever did any of his drops. Like... This is just the way it works. Like, I've seen guys like uh, Rick Bacchus come out of nowhere and say they're going to start doing one-on-one art collection. Like, that's cool, but where you been this whole time? Like, you don't just get to show up. Like, there's like it's kind of transparent for a lot of like a lot of people who are coming in for a cash grab, right? Like, if Fast a guy tomorrow does a one-on-one collection, 
are we calling that a one-on-one artist? You know what I mean? Like, we really got to, like, put a perspective into this. Like, it, you got to, like, show the love to the community before you can ever just, like, throw it in. Like, that's just the way it is. No, but like, that's, that's exactly my point. That's why, because, like, when you think one-on-one art, no one's fucking mind goes to, oh, yeah, Solana Sensei, he's so great. They think, like, and, and even if you look at Solana Sensei, like, that's not having nice about this. I don't want to be a dick. If you look at his profile, like, he isn't exactly, like, the person who's, like, talking about one-on-one art so much. So I'm like, is this just, like, an untapped hobby that he just hasn't like broken into yet has he reached out to like any of the one-of-one art community people that like maybe i don't know if he's spoken to you or hive links or or poet or or, or or bangers or ray or anyone but like is this coming out of nowhere is there some alpha that, that he's spoken to you about or anything that like no man i mean if you talk to a2k from exchange you talk to form function like metaplex like i i don't know like i don't, I don't have an ear everywhere i just you know talk to the artists every day you know say good morning and you know that's just me i just exist in this ecosystem every day vibing right like versus someone who's like ooh, one-on-one seems like the cash grab this month right like that's how a lot of this comes off whether or not that's what they're doing i got nothing that's that, that's all i had to ask yeah i i was skeptical too but i mean i'm down to hear him out i just i don't oh, I, 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 I'm I listen this, bro. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean we i listen to everybody i love everybody's art i hope everybody picks up an ipad and tries to draw bro like at the end of the day like i don't think like we need to like gatekeep the one-on-one ecosystem. I just think we need to like, it's really easy to like spot a cash grab versus somebody who's, you know, really trying to do this like every day exist. And like, I hope all the ETH people show up to Solana one day and try and take over. Cause that's just going to put my bags. You know what I mean? Like I'm not going to sit here and say, everybody on ETH got to be on ETH. Oh, if you, you know what I mean? Like this, the one-on-one art community is a little bit different. That's just what I've learned. Like, I know it's not art, like one of them art. I mean, I'm still calling art cause I don't know what else to call it other than like photography. The day we get a Drifter Shoots collection on Solana, is the day I lose my fucking mind. He is so brilliant. I fucking love him. I mean, he's batshit crazy. My man climbs buildings in thunderstorms and hangs on metal poles and then manages to survive and then makes 70 grand for the picture. So kudos to him. He did also sell out a Instagram NFT drop. So kudos. It was badass. I want to pass it down to King Kel and then up to Bunny. What's going on? What's going on, Easy? Don't worry, bro. I'm not going to bring up any XRP <laughs> NFTs. But um, you mentioned Palm earlier, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned Palm earlier, and a lot of people are sleeping on Palm. The, the biggest thing that caught What is Palm? Was, Could you explain this in five? So Palm's a layer two on ETH. Uh, Palm's a layer two on ETH. Um, they're not that big yet, but a lot of people forgot that Matrix drop about a year and a half, two years ago. It was on Palm. Um, it wasn't that big, um, but they have, they've partnered with Warner Brothers, so they have the rights to uh, Looney Tunes, uh, Space Jam, things like that. So I think like that's a big sleeper right now, especially if people are paying a lot of attention to VV because of the Disney connection. If you want like things like that for digital collectibles, then look at Pawn. Also uh, for the Matrix drop, they actually just did a uh, reward system for the mission. If you completed it, they actually paid you out in USDT so that you didn't have to take a hit uh, with crypto going down. So I thought that was pretty cool. I like that call out too. I think it was Vivi that did a Superman comic book. And some of those ones, the rarer ones, were selling for like 10 grand, which is absolutely crazy. I don't know enough about Vivi personally. I haven't spent the time on it. Somebody told me you couldn't withdraw the gems, so I stayed away. But it seems like people are still making a bag on some of that stuff. So kudos to them. Bunny, what's going on? I, I'm pretty sure you can withdraw the gems now. I don't think it's the quickest. I have heard that too. But like since I heard you couldn't at first, I was like, I I'm think staying it takes away. a while. Have fun. Yeah, it's like top shots, right? Like you couldn't withdraw forever. And then it took like a week. I think it's still a pretty lengthy process. I just wanted to point out that Sirius, uh, we had Junior up here. I know he's a VV Maxi. Hold on. Um, I, I just wanted to point out Sirius made 76.5 more ETH uh, than me off the Mutant collection. I did some quick math over here. Uh, <laughs> 
Uh, I'm sorry. I guess that. Yeah, <laughs> that's uh, that's brutal. You literally got one for free. I'm pretty I sure. Yeah, I did. I did 3.5. I thought that was the top. Um, I thought I was gonna have time to get back in. It mooned very hard uh, shortly after that. Uh, but real quick, I want to kick it over to Junior because I know that he's active on VV for some reason still. Uh, so he, he probably knows more about the withdrawal process than me. Absolutely. Junior, I'm excited to hear it. Good morning, easy. Bunny first. Hey, GM, GM. Hey, yeah. So, you know, this is kind of crazy you talking about VV because yesterday Bunny was clowning me for, for doing VV. Like he was literally laughing at me because I still did VV. Um, yeah. So VV, you can cash out now. I had a huge problem cashing out before, um, but now you can cash out. Um, it's a fa it's a fairly fast process also, but you just got to have more than a thousand gems to cash out. So, yeah, that sounds like a Ponzi, to be honest. I don't know anything about it, but that just sounds sketchy to me. <laughs> well, I mean, this whole thing is like Croto. sketchy. This whole thing is sketchy. I mean, I had a, a golden Disney statue I sold for 10 grand on VV. I, I, I have to argue I've done better on VV than I've done on ETH and Soul combined. <laughs> so, I mean, VV is def. it was definitely great a year year and a half ago and now it's kind of died down but it's starting to pick back up oh i'm glad you could cook off that junior good for you man uh yeah no i don't know anything about it so but yeah just i'll, I'll do some work on it sounds sounds i'm probably still gonna stay away uh it's personally uh i got burned on top shot i was furious he couldn't withdraw so i ended up just lighting my entire bag on fire and i had to do some better so vivi's interesting though like i just i don't know i don't get it i like that they've got all these partnerships with it but it seems like a lot of the same brands that have signed and done VV stuff are now also weighing Polygon, which I know that I have to draw. It's just an absolute clusterfuck to bridge. So that's the one negative. Hopefully it gets a little bit easier. But uh, let's over to J-Shep to wrap it up. What's going on? Uh, yeah, I just wanted to talk about VV really quick. Um, you know, I, I actually started off trading on VV with NFTs. That was the first platform I was on in season one. And I, I was on VV from season one to season four, stopped trading season four, dumped a lot of my, my collectibles on there. And, you know, I think it, it was extremely profitable early on. Um, yeah, you couldn't withdraw the gems, but there was telegram groups where you could actually sell the gems at like, um, you know, 75 cents to, to, to a gem. So there was a way to, to extract value, um, especially if you were running a bot like Mango. Um, it was <laughs> very, very, very fucking profitable. Um, but, you know, overall, as as time passed, it became extremely saturated. They just kept doing drop after drop after drop, and they prolonged the KYC process to be able to get the gems out, which was just a bitch. And, I mean, even now, you can't, like, it, it, it kind of is a struggle for some people because some people have multiple accounts, and that just goes back to when people first started on Vive, but they only allow you to KYC on one account. Um, because of the botting situation on Vive, another thing that they did was they made it to where you couldn't even transfer gems from account to account. So if you wanted to sell out your gems to people on these third-party platforms like these Telegram groups, um, if you wanted to do that, these people would have to list an item or you would have to list an item. They would have to buy it with the gems and then you would have to make your withdrawal. So it, it, overall, it just became an extremely big hassle and I did not want to be a part of that. But I mean, you know, I made a lot of money off of Eve and I think that it was extremely profitable, you know, at one point and I think that Maybe we have another cycle where it becomes profitable again. Um, you know, when the Disney drops were happening, they had golden drops for like, I think it was like six or seven weeks. I don't remember exactly how many, but throughout that entire process, there were people bagging tens and tens of thousands of dollars weekly. Yeah, and that's nothing to kind of flack at. Like, that's an insane amount of funds in general, like, especially because there, there wasn't a decent volume over there. So I got to say that that's, that's impressive and it's.
maybe I take a look at it. I don't know. I'm going to keep an eye on like the it did that Superman one had me interested after it. I know that those things get botted to hell too. I don't have a bot, so I'm SOL there. I want to pass over to General Tornado and then we're up here. It's almost time for the 9 a.m. Nifty Alpha Morning Show. Got to wrap here. Tornado, what's going on? Yo, GM, GM, GM. I um, just wanted to say that last year I made 100K on VB, so I'm a big advocate of it. I'm just fucking kidding. I haven't made a single dime on VB. I really just wanted to come up here and tell you guys that I love you. And I hope everybody has the best fucking day ever. And we're absolutely riding. Um, and yeah, I just fucking love you guys. That's it. Yeah, loads of fun. Uh, appreciate you, Tornado. I hope you have a beautiful day. hope you're riding. I hope it's electric. And thank you for tuning in. We're going to be back again at 5 p.m. Eastern time to do a little bit of a market recap. Is facing some uh, some troubles right now, so I'm sure we're gonna have some conversation to address. But we gotta go at the moment, so we'll catch you all later today. Thank you for tuning in. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast, shout out to HelloMoon.io. If you're not using them for swaps, getting analytics, doing metrics, it's totally you're slacking. Dive into it, and we'll catch you later today.